one. All right, guys, welcome back to the student cast. I'm here with Laddie. How's it going, man? Quite good, quite good. It's nice yeah. to be here. Nice to, nice to have you on. I mean, you're part of, basically part of the G team as well. Um, run it, running through the list, getting everyone on. Essentially, yeah, we've, got, we've got quite a few guys on. So it's yeah, nice <laughs> it's nice. I mean, everyone's been interesting. Um, so it, it's nice having people who want to come and talk to me. It's it's been hard recently trying to get get people interested. You know, not everyone really. Everyone has thoughts, but no one really wants to share them. You get me. Yeah, I get you. I think guys in the G team are quite fond of you, I would say. Yeah. Actually, we spoke about you like on our last meeting. Like, yeah, let's, let's, let's all get on the student cast. It's going to be quite fun. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate uh, all you guys for helping me out, obviously. Um, it's it's always nice get getting to meet new faces and stuff. Uh, G team seems cool. I mean, I spoke to G as well. So it was interesting hearing uh, all about that. So, I mean... Yeah. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? I mean, let people know who you are, what you do, essentially, in case they don't know. Yeah, I guess I'll try to give like a basic introduction and I guess we'll get to like know more about me as we move forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Laddie Joseph. I guess originally like, I'm international. I'm, I currently study in the UK, so I do mechanical engineering. I'm in Loughborough University. Currently in my third year. Nationality, I'm Nigerian. So I grew up in Nigeria. First 16 years, I studied there, secondary school, primary school, and I came here for university. Uh, I guess more personal stuff about me. Like you said, like I'm a part of the G team. Joined that about last year as a researcher, and it's been going quite well, quite a lovely opportunity. A few of my friends as well, I guess, let me say a few more things I'm involved in. Uh, I mentioned this to you earlier as well. Started like an NGO called Forever Gratis, so just like a non-governmental organization for like the entirety of like Africa to try and like see what we can do about like making at least that part of the world like a better place and just like building a sort of community yeah I mean it, it all sounds amazing what you're doing um uh, hats off to you and uh we we are both doing mechanical engineering so it's nice hearing yeah, it's, <laughs> it's nice uh hearing a, a fellow engineer speak um and kind of I, I'm, I'm guessing that your your goal, like career aspiration, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is you, you basically want to take what you learned back to Nigeria and uh, make it a better place. Is, 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 is that essentially right in saying? I think you could definitely say that, like, because obviously, like, I was born in, in that, uh, I wasn't born in that country, to be fair, I was actually born here. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm Nigerian just by nationality, like, it's always been my home anyway. So I'm very nice being able to like come here, come to university in England. I feel like it's a privilege. Like not many people like in Nigeria have that privilege. So to come here to be able to study mechanical engineering, which is obviously quite a hard course, as you must know, but a very good course. And I feel like I could somehow try and take my knowledge from there, maybe go back home and see what I can do. Because like being in England and being like in a country like this, seeing how like developed and how like innovative it is, like you do have to like accept the fact that like it's people who decided to like stay in their country and like do what they have to do to try and make the country a better place so i feel like given the opportunity that i have to have been able to study here like it's just right that i can just try and see what i can do when i go back but yeah you you said you you were born here um but you went to school in nigeria like how, how did that come about basically yeah it's actually just like a funny simple situation basically i think 
when it was time to give birth to me, probably my mom and my dad just came to like England for like holiday. Mm. So he just basically gave birth to me here and like one, two years after just went back to Nigeria because that's just where we lived. So I don't know. I'm guessing like they gave birth to me here to possibly get a passport, but it, there, there are more things that like you had to do to actually make that happen. Yeah. So I was just born here, just went back. Yeah. So I'm get. Do you have a British passport then, or no? No. No. That's. Yeah. See. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm. I'm also. I was born in Norway, and and essentially the same thing. I never got a Norwegian passport, even though I was born there. Mm. So, similar sort of thing. But my family weren't necessarily on holiday; they were living there. But you know, Norway don't want no immigrants um, living in there. Yeah. It's a bit strange because I thought like I would be able to also get like a passport afterwards, but you still have to go through that same 10 year process or 15, I think 10 years, I think 10 years, that same 10 years process of like living here until you can then apply and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. right now the British passport is not looking like the one. Um, mm. It's Yeah, it's not, I guess like with, with Brexit, I know you don't really know what's happening. Yeah, I guess like one positive that I have heard um, after like let's say an international student graduates like we have like two years to be able to like find a job before you have to go back and I think that's like a new thing that they came up with mm. I think it's quite maybe it's it possibly has something to do with Brexit but I don't know like what the actual like technicalities are Yeah, I know that that's a bit of a positive at least moving forward mm. for internationals yeah I mean what's it I'm always intrigued by by international students because you're you're obviously paying more more money to study here because it costs more and you're not getting essentially subsidized by the UK government. So you're you must be there must be a lot of weight on your shoulders especially if all this money is being poured into you by your family and stuff that you need to do fairly well. Like you don't want to waste this this chance. Exactly like you have to like give yourself that responsibility because I think UK UK students is normally like 9k but for internationals it's obviously like 21k wow. uh, you have to add like um, accommodation fees on top of that like you could easily reach 30,000 pounds like a year yeah so there's that like added responsibility like you've been given this chance obviously to like study this course you don't want to just come here and like waste your parents money for like three four years and just go back empty-handed so you definitely have to do what you have to do and just like try to do like the best you can obviously it's like it's an investment obviously like 30k a year possibly i think if you really just like obviously university is good to like meet people have fun like experience like a completely different culture to what like you had especially when you're international and if you're able to do well in school as well and about you get a job you're probably going to like pay off that money like quite easily as you go forward so it's it's definitely a good investment to make in yourself you just have to make sure that you do what you can to repay it. I think. Mm, yeah. Do you have? Do your um? Did your parents like pressure you to go on into like into school, doing in engineering or or some kind of like high level degree? Because because for me, it, there was like a small push. Like they wanted me to do well and do something, but it was obviously at the end it was my choice. Like I wanted to to be an engineer, and I I've had like long deep reasons why i even wanted to do it i mean what's yours like yeah i think i was very lucky in that aspect because being from nigeria basically the way it is with like almost all parents there are basically three jobs that like they're most likely going to push you to do Mm. 
engineering, law, maybe medicine. And obviously it's like when you're also sending your child abroad, paying that much money, you're like, no, you should do that course. I was lucky in the aspect that like my mom was quite gentle in that like, she was like, do whatever course that you want to do as long as it makes you happy. But like doing engineering was just something that, it wasn't like forced upon me in a way, but it was like every single situation around me was just pointing towards that. Like my dad was an engineer. My older sister was an engineer. My brother was an engineer. And like when you're in Nigeria and you're good at math and physics as well, it's just like, oh, he's good at math and physics. That means he has, that means he's an engineer. <laughs> so just from the beginning, I just always knew, okay, yeah, I'm going to go into engineering. Like I like math, I like physics. And like those two things somehow added up to engineering. And obviously like everyone in my family was doing engineering as well. So it felt like a family thing. Mm. Like, okay, like this is like what we all love. And luckily, like I've been able to come into like university as well. The course was, like I knew it was going to be hard, but it was a bit shocking. <laughs> it was a bit shocking. Like I remember in, in secondary school, I didn't really have to like, I would study and go to like classes and all, but I didn't have to like study that much. Coming into first year, obviously like you want to enjoy yourself as well. And I was, I was going to lectures. I was still going out as well. But when exam season hit, it was just like, wow, I'm really doing mechanical engineering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm in second year now and it just, it feels like a never-ending pile of work that you have to do. It's it th- th- the same time. Uh, it's all this work, but I quite like doing it. Even the the, the difficult bits and the struggles. Like it's yeah. it's it's fairly fun. And exam season's hell. Like we've yeah. we've ha- we've had exams across before and after Christmas, and it's just days of work. Just work. Not, it, <laughs> uh, you forget to eat. Like you're just doing work i remember first year first year like first second year actually first exam season for the entirety of january like this was my timetable like we'd wake up 8 a.m we just go straight to the library we'd work from 8 a.m to 1 a.m like you could take like a few breaks here and there maybe like go eat a snack like drink a few monsters for some reason i don't even know why i was drinking monsters but it's like give a bit of energy maybe yeah you need something <laughs> yeah you need something like i think i had like five exams that season yeah i have to start yeah. on week one to the last week for yeah. each and every single one of them like it's work and sometimes with mechanical engineering like you can let it get to you and be like wow this course is hard but like you said like it's a challenge as well but when you're able to like get it done it's quite fun and quite interesting like you actually learn a lot of things that like yeah could be useful to you in life that you could find interesting that you could find fun and when you have to like put in that work for it like actually like put your all into something like commit to it it builds you as a person as well like you feel like a lot of achievements like this last exam season that passed for instance like when I was done like it felt good yeah I was like I actually put in work I was able to do well and like whatever comes out of it like no matter how good or how bad I like do I do hope and think I'll do good I think like I'll feel proud of myself for like going on that mechanical engineering journey and just like getting better and better every time. Yeah. Do you ever get the thing where you're where you're doing work and you don't understand it at all and you'll be doing it for weeks and then all of a sudden it all makes sense out of one go. It just clicks. It just clicks. <laughs> I have no exactly. idea. I have no <laughs> idea. I get that all the time. I'm just sitting there for hours looking at something. I'm like, this makes no sense. I I, I look at it for two seconds. I'm like, oh my god, I know everything now yeah like it's so strange like sometimes you could spend like so much time hours on like a particular piece of work like some tutorial question and like i'll just say okay let me like possibly go for a walk for like 20 minutes or 
maybe sleep on the next day. And I, you just come back to it and somehow like it all just clicks. It's actually interesting. Like I wonder how that actually works, like what the brain does within that time. Yeah. But when it all clicks, like it feels so beautiful. Yeah. Like all of that hard work is finally paying off. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, or especially when you uh when you just use something in your degree for real life you're like oh my god i'm i'm, I'm being an engineer now <laughs> like what happened to me second because first first year was nice as well but like i was a bit confused on like how it's applied and then when i started to like do my second year modules i had to do like um mechanics of materials so i had to speak of, of like bending fractures like structure i was like wow like this actually has like a lot of applications that are actually quite fun and quite useful uh, all of the coding, started learning MATLAB, uh, MATLAB was, yeah, started learning MATLAB second year, and I was a bit lazy with that one as well, mm. like, I remember the exam, like, we had it in, like, four days, and I started studying, like, four days before, I don't know how I thought that was going to work, but, like, it didn't work out too well, but what's nice now is that, like, for my final project, like, I'm working on, part of the I choose was to, like, it involves management of traffic lights, so I have to use like MATLAB and Simulink software to actually like build a sort of like framework or model. And it's so beautiful to see that like this module that like two years ago, a year ago, I was just trying to avoid. Like I'm actually working on it now and like I'm seeing an application yeah. and it actually works and I actually find it like quite fun and quite interesting. Mm. So yeah, it all depends on your perspective as well. Like you could choose to look at something in your way that's like, it is stressful, like it is going to be work. But like you can choose to look at it in a positive way yeah like, and if you're going to have to do the work anyway it's just better to be happy about it i guess yeah i mean it's it's not easy what we do in matlab we had a matlab module for term one and um i hate i knew very little we did a little bit of matlab beforehand but very very basic stuff and i started matlab and i was like i have no idea what i'm doing here by the time i finished it i was so good at matlab i was teaching everyone else and i didn't I didn't understand why I liked coding so much, but it was fun. Like, yeah. I actually love MATLAB now. It's probably one of my favorite modules or pieces of software. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I also, I don't, I don't know how useful Visual Basic is now, but I learned MATLAB second year, started learning Visual Basic third year. And like MATLAB even really helped me to like prepare to that level. And like you said, like at the beginning, like it's a, it's a bit confusing. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. But when you use that point where like, you're teaching people obviously not like a master master but you're quite good at it now yeah like you feel quite good and it also tells you something about yourself like this is something like i wasn't able to do maybe like a month ago but now look at me yeah it shows that like as a person like if you actually put your mind to something you just keep going no matter how hard it is like you're going to get it and when you understand there's no way you're going to hate it like you're going to find it yeah fun. yeah especially when you work so hard at it i think mm it's it's more annoying you get frustrated that you don't like i get frustrated that i don't understand something rather than i don't like something i'm just i get i get annoyed that i'm like this doesn't make sense to me rather Mm -hmm. than oh i just don't like this it makes sense but i don't like it that's that's usually the problem i find as soon as i start understanding i'm like oh yeah this is sick i love it it's my favorite module now (laughs) because obviously like you always want to understand something and it's it can be quite a strange position to be when you're studying something you don't understand because like you can start to doubt it could get deep if you're allowed to get deep like i don't understand this like why isn't this working am i not good enough to do this course like can i not do this like a lot of doubts start to come a lot of like uncertainty but like if you just when you push on i guess when you decide to push on you obviously go through and then you actually then understand like 
it brings into like your face, like, wow, all of those feelings that came into my mind at that time, oh, I can't do this, or this is too hard. Like, they were all lies, because like now you're doing it so well, now you're like a master at MATLAB, whatever it may be, really. And it's a good feeling to have. It pushes yeah. you on. Like, and when you just keep, because first year, like, did understand something, then like you work at it, and then you do understand second year, and you keep going. You keep seeing like more and more challenges where you keep becoming more and more sure of yourself that like even when I don't understand this thing now, like as long as I keep moving forward and keep going, like it's it's, it's going to get better. Like I'm actually going to understand. Yeah. And it's a very like good confident place to be to like be in. It can build your confidence as a person. Mm. I mean, I love when when things work out like that. And I don't I don't know about you, but like for me, the best part about working as an engineer and generally just working is with when you're working with your mates on on a problem and i think it's i always struggle when i'm working like if i go to library on my own and i just need to sit there on my own and focus whereas if i have like two three other people and all of us are just banging out work it's more about it, it turns into a little bit of like a competition of who can graph the hardest like who can who can do this and you and you start competing a little bit and, and a little bit of that com- gets into it and then you want to do more work and, and it, it, it makes it way more fun working with other people and i think this yeah. is this is where like the whole online work is is i think killing everyone because we we can link up uh sometimes but because it, some people are like at home and stuff it's not the same feeling as just everyone sitting in or around the table and just getting getting everything done helping each other is that's that's my favorite part like genuinely no, i actually have to agree because truly like that teamwork and competition like that weird mix like it it actually got like a lot of us in mechanical engineering through this degree I think it's one of the reasons why I like mechanical engineering. Like, there's lots of like teamwork and working together. It's like, because I guess you all know you're in this struggle together. So when you like have people around you, you're doing it with, like, it just makes it all the more better. Like exam seasons, and this exam season was even different, like you said, because of COVID and all. Like, I wasn't able to like get together with my group of friends. You know what? We're normally like five or six, and every exam season, like, we just come together and just go out. Like you said, like everyone's trying to like outdo each other anyway. Obviously, like you're studying as well, so you're helping each other, and you're not doing it alone. Like, what? It's a bit harder for me. I, I, like, I have to build like being able to study alone during this period, more so just because like it's the situation that you find yourself in, obviously. But being with people was so good. I remember like there was a particular exam season where like we were we were quite behind. One of our friends like it got him to a level where like he was, he was really like feeling it and like wanted to just like stop right there. But when you have like that community around you that's just helping you, you're like, no, you're not going back home. Like you're going to stay here. Like we're all going to get through this together. Mm-hmm. We sat down, like we did the work. Exam season ended and like everyone was happy. Yeah. So I think it's always good having people around you. This situation, like you said, said makes it like a lot harder. I noticed it was just like a bit harder to like study. I had to like try to like find some way to replace that normal companionship. I hate, I hate for me it's it's being in the same room that I that I relax in that I sleep in that I work in like just being mm-hmm. in these four walls pisses me off because I can't I can't separate it like it, for me it used to be okay I'm gonna go do work I'm gonna go to the library and library was workplace it was like it, I, I would chat to someone randomly but it was like okay I'm I'm here to do work it's not I'm not here to just mess about or chill or something I can go home to do that and it kind of 
it, it instantly divided that because you sit down in the library and you and you're in that revision mood whereas i sit on my computer now i'm like ah oh, i guess i'll just you know I'll, I'll watch a bit of football and then i'll just and yeah, then exactly. i just watch all of that and then i just I think, like you said that's why like keeping environments like for instance like in our normal day-to-day lives like you wake up you go people that go to work for example you go to work you come back home and then you rest you go to uni you go for your lectures you come back home and you rest but like now in this situation like everything's just been combined and it's it's so like the same place that like I, I sleep. You want me to now like get up and start studying for like five exams. It's a bit strange. I can't like what I even had to do. Because obviously like the li- library was closed. There was nowhere else to go. I just I could not find I could not study in my room. Like it was just very hard to do. I had to just like okay, my room, like I'll sleep and like chill. And I'll just go downstairs. Maybe I can like transform downstairs into like a kind of like studying area. Like environment, I think is very, very important. And like in this situation, I'm sure like a lot of people can agree, it's much harder to just like study at home, the same place where you chill, where you watch football, where you watch Netflix, where you like yeah. do everything. Like, it's hard to like combine everything. Yeah, it's 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 not the same. Like I'm, it was like online lectures were fun for about seven days, and then it got really, <laughs> really tiring really quickly. Like as soon as someone made a mistake uh, online lectures, it was like the beginning of the end. I was like, oh my God, this is what it's going to be like. And I was like, no, no, this can't be. Because we have a lecturer now who's not to any fault of his own, but he's he's clearly like out of it. He doesn't know how to use a computer. So he we, we were trying to get him to drag his mouse and click on a link. And he we spent 30 minutes trying to teach him how to click a link. And it just wasn't working. It's... <laughs> it's 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 little things like that like i know that he'd be a good lecturer in person because he'd come in mm-hmm. all, all he'd have is a piece of paper and a whiteboard pen and he'd just start like writing off his head top which is sick and he clearly does what he's talking about but it's just annoying for him because he doesn't know how to use uh microsoft teams and then we're getting annoyed because he doesn't know how to do it and no one's yeah, taught him <laughs> it's like who, who can you actually blame yeah so, like more, more often, like, we always we like, blame, like, the school or, like, blame, like, the lecturers. But, like, he's he's in this situation as well where, like, he just does not know how to use this device. Yeah. Like, the situation has also forced him into the situation where he has to learn how to use Microsoft Teams for his entire lecture. So, like, I actually just feel bad for, like, everyone involved, like, students, lecturers, schools. Like, you just have to try and make the best out of the opportunity that you're in. But it's just, it's so long, on nine lectures. Like, for instance, if I had lectures in person, let's say, like, at 9 a.m., I'm going to have to wake up, let's say, at least 8 a.m. or so on, like, get ready. But now I can actually just, like, turn my laptop on, like, in bed. I'm probably still, like, half asleep trying to, like, understand what's going on. And I, I might fall asleep on a lecture. There's, there's just there's too many things that I can't afford that's just made everything harder, I think. Yeah. It, it's it's too distracting being at home honestly like like i can just walk out no one sees me i can just walk into the kitchen and start making like lunch and i'm the lectures just go and i'm just like yeah sure you know whatever it's uh, whereas I, if i was just in a lecture i mean me just walking out out of nowhere it's like what where's he going like, mm. <laughs> you can't do that obviously can you, can you think of like any advantages maybe it's i guess the only the only one i can think of is that it's all recorded so you can watch it again and again and again and you can try to pick up everything uh, that you might have missed because some lecturers might not have their stuff recorded or it's just their voice and not the slides and all that put together so it 
it's easier in that sense where you can kind of work at your own pace um yeah. and then and then I, I get bored of how fast they talk so i speed it up to like two times the speed right. because right. because <laughs> yeah. they take too long it's and then you speed it up to 2x and it takes like 15 seconds to get used to and then as soon as you're used to it you're like okay and you saw a new lecture and it's on 1x and you hear him talking it's like why are you speaking so slowly like it's a bit weird like even going back to it because i remember like you said like oh when i think when covid first hit like last year the lecture stopped like being in Loughborough University as well, which was a campus uni, it was quite jarring to see like everyone left, like the whole place became empty. But like school was obviously still going on online. But I just found like I had, for some reason, so much free time. I had so much free time. Like to be able to, like I would go to lectures normally, but now everything was online. I could try to like make my own time to be able to decide how I was going to do things. Lectures that might take two hours, you just put it on two times speed, that's down to one hour. So it was easier to like manage my time in that way. But it was also like you're definitely going to miss lectures, being able to like see people, see lectures, maybe like go yeah. on like a 15 minute break. Mm. Yeah, the advantages and disadvantages to everything, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, if I could switch here, I'd take it in person stuff any day because mm. it, it's not the same thing. Like even when I'm being lazy in a lecture, I'm still like passively doing work. So I'm still yeah, picking yeah. up more stuff. Like, I feel like every time I have to revise, I have to be fully like on, on it. Like I have to be like, okay, I'm going to do work. I can't be like, let me just listen to this in the background kind of, because I'm not feeling it. But I do miss the the 9am lectures with when you walk in and everyone's like half asleep and everyone's mm -hmm. just chilling there and you see your mates and you're just spotting everyone. It's like, what are you saying? Everyone's like sleeping still. Like you're doing this together. I think it links back to what you said about like being in like, about like environments for instance when you're like in that lecture hall even when you're tired even when you're not like on it you're in a situation where like every single person around you is here for a lecture mm. if i'm back at home and i'm feeling tired i'm just going to go cook something i might just like decide to like slap something on on tv or find something to distract myself it's much easier to distract yourself when you're at home i feel like when you're in like a lecture hall or you're in, an, in the library in an environment where like everyone is doing that same thing you don't have to put like as much effort into like getting into that headspace mm. like the environment is just making that headspace easier for you to even get in yeah i mean i definitely prefer um i've i've recently just secured my placement year which is just amazing and and it got me thinking because when i had to apply um they were asked they started asking a lot about like international students and visas and, and sponsorships and things like that because obviously with the whole brexit situation they don't know what they, they can and get i mean how how's it been trying to find grad jobs for you because you're obviously in third year you're going to have to be looking for something i'm guessing exactly for place placements i remember when covid hit the first time placement search became quite hard so i was going to do a placement after my second year but that became like I think around June, I was still applying at that point. And then one of my friends spoke to me that like, should we just like start looking for a house for next year? So now it's like, ah, there's a decision to make. Mm. I'd say to like apply for one more. Like a lot of, a lot of like placement opportunities. Like some of my friends who even got placements, their placements just said that they weren't taken anymore, yeah. which was quite nice to see. Luckily, like now I, I do have a bit of time to wait before grad jobs. Because I, I recently, two days ago, I just applied for a master's course mm. in engineering design. So now, like after my third year, I'm going to do a master's course, then I'm going to look for grad jobs. Mm. So 
luckily like i've had the experience with like searching for placements you know how that is yeah and hopefully like doing my masters as well would like be like a bit more to add to my cv to make that search mm. easier I mean, how come how come you're gonna do masters? Because I'm I'm still toying with this idea of, am I gonna do masters or am I gonna go straight into work? Because the idea of okay, you get more education, better opportunities, but if you get more experience, you get better opportunities, and it's like it's two sides of the same (laughs) coin. It's like which one do I want? Which what do I value more? And I'm still stuck. I haven't had the the opportunity to do um, the masters yet. Haven't decided. It's still early for me. But I'm, I've obviously got it in my head, and I'm thinking about it. But I want to know why you're why you're doing master. See if it helps my decision. Yeah, like uh, it was a hard decision to make. Like for a long time, I was thinking, should I do a placement year after my third year? Should I do like a year off? Should I do a master's? Like even now, like it's still a bit, a bit unsure. I guess one of the factors that like led to my decision was obviously with COVID coming, like university life was sort of like diminished in a way. So I didn't get to like have half of my second year and basically the whole of my third year. So I thought like, okay, if I do a master's, maybe like depending on how the situation goes, I could be able to also have that that experience to like yeah. um have another year of education and see how that goes. I also thought that like I was thinking what decision should I make, what decision should I make? And I came to like a bit of like a realization that like like you said, doing a master's, you're going to have more opportunities. But getting into work is also going to build you. I thought, like, no matter what I actually do, I think it's going to be a good decision. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, like, I'm, it's still going to be a good decision. Like, I could decide to do a master's and then afterwards I could work or I could work and then I could do a master's after. And I, I just had to tell myself that, like, I know we're in, like, a situation in life where, like, we might start to, like, feel like I need to rush or, like, move fast. But I just had to tell myself, like, I have a lot of time. I'm, I'm also quite young as well, like, I'm 19. So like wow, I actually have like a bit of time to like do a master's, possibly work after. And like no matter what decision I make, it could be good. A few other factors like I have like a lot of friends in my Loughborough University area. There's also like a few communities that are like situated here. So I'm like okay, I want to be around Loughborough, or I want to at least be in like the Leicestershire area or Midlands area. So that also played a factor. Like okay, I want to be in this vicinity. I'm used to the university. If I do like one more years of masters. It's not too much as like doing a whole other course, mm. and I can like in line with the course I'm currently doing, which I enjoy. So I thought, okay, like it's it's not a bad decision to make. So like I should actually just go for this. Mm. For me, I'm 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 currently 21. I'm turning 22 in in August, so I've got a little mm. bit less time. But for me, I think I think obviously placement years the golden opportunity, and every I think everyone agrees that doing a placement year is the best if you can. Um, yeah, but after that um, I think right now I'm so sick of education like I've been in education for so mm-hmm. long and the, the whole like situation right now is just I'm, I'm like I'm done with it I need that year of work just to do something else and then come back to it and then after that I'm gonna see like okay am I still in the education mood am I mm-hmm. do I still want to do this or do I want to go straight into work and I'm gonna have to decide that at that point because if they give me a job offer after university they're not giving me a job offer after masters it's only if you do your bachelor's so there's all these like small factors that i'm having having to pull in i'm like how much more money do i need how much longer can i last on like eating this same same food or maybe i can get a steak on a weekend sometime 
too many factors that like that just links to what I heard one of my friends say that like life is just about balancing different factors too many things taken into account because like what you said resonated with me like university and education starts to feel so long at yeah. some point especially with the situation normally like you could distract yourself with like extracurricular activities maybe like sports going out like a few things but now it's just like online school just do your work that's that's and my life, life. <laughs> that's actually just my life at this point like it, like it feels so long I was like ah, I need to like yeah it's about balancing factors like there are lots of reasons to choose whatever like you decide to choose I think any would be good really doing them I would, I would love to work as well because I've never had the opportunity to work I really wanted to do a placement to like get that opportunity yeah but like with the situation like now I just got like more education <laughs> and doing it master's just like more education on top of that one as well like afterwards, yeah, I guess I just have to like be a bit patient. I guess patience is like a virtue to have as well. Yeah. Because being able to work and like have that experience is also something like I really want to like know how that feels at some mm. point. It would have been nice to like do it before I graduated to like have more. Because I hear from a lot of people, they go on placements, even the ones that don't like their placements, like it gives them more insight into like what they want to do in the future. Yeah. Because like, where exactly they want to work. You cl- if you if you come out of placement, you're like, I hated that. Where you clearly know you don't want to do that job, so you, it's already yeah, exactly. out of the question. So you've narrowed <laughs> narrowed your search. So mm-hmm. no matter what, I'm hope I'm. I mean, my placement sounds good. I'm hoping that it it all goes well. Like uh, everyone's Where's your placement. It's uh, microchip technology in the, over near Bristol. So it's a uh, a systems manufacturing internship placement here thing. So yeah, it, sounds good. It's, it sounds good and everything, but you never know until you start. So mm-hmm. uh, um, everyone who I spoke to was great uh, in the interviews. They love me, obviously. And uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm hoping it all goes well. If not, I'm just going to come out with a bit of cash and I'll yeah, find, exactly. find another job. Exactly. Like, That's a good thing about placements as well. Even if, worst case, you don't like the job, you get a bit of cash before yeah. you're in university. Yeah. It's, it's quite a good opportunity, I'd say. Yeah, third year I can buy a PS Five, like, but. you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like little things like that. So I think I'm, ex- I can't wait to start this placement year. I think it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting because it's gonna be f- first time like working properly in a like a real job, not like you know, when you look at my um my CV, it's all like you know student jobs like mm. stuff you know it's like waitering and 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 yeah, cleaning and the is... real job or like a real like opportunity for growth I yeah think. like you're, you're in it obviously we've, we've been in like education for a long time like getting a job obviously it's placement it's not like a graduate job but it's still like a job nonetheless mm. it's a completely different environment you find yourself in like you're in your workplace now education and work that they obviously have like a few differences and like you find yourself in a different situation now, like you have, because for instance, like when COVID hit, I think obviously like the entire situation and landscape of our lives changed. Mm. And talking to like a lot of people, like a lot of people grew during that period, yeah. simply because of like why, like there was a change. Like there's a change from like our normal way of life. And I think going from like education to placement is like a similar sort of thing. You find yourself in this environment that's like, it's new, it's exciting, like, and it's also foreign. Just like, okay, what are you going to do now? Yeah. Are you going to like, overwhelm you? Are you going to like be lazy and not do your job well? Mm. Are you going to like really get at it? You make good money, 
and afterwards like they could even like give you an opportunity to come back and work after yeah it's a really good thing to learn from i'd say no it's 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 amazing and i keep saying this to my mates but it really does feel like that i keep like off the placement like a typical grad job salary depending it's like 20 mid 20s to like uh, low 30s k in salary mm-hmm. like that when i hear that much money right to me that's millions right in my <laughs> in my mind i'm a millionaire at that point because i'm living off like scraps right now i'm living off like i know how much it costs for me to like break even and how much i'm spending on stuff when i have 30k like most of that money is just disposable income i'm like yeah. this is so sick i'm just gonna you be just have, you just have few money <laughs> yeah that's, nah, it was too nice. that's uh, like i can't wait for that it's like oh i'm just uh, and I, I the feeling that i want is on fridays i want to finish work and not have to worry about work until monday because right now as a student it's like okay friday finishes well saturday's revision day like that's catch-up day we work seven yeah. seven days a week nine nine till nine like mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's an advantage like uh even doing this last semester like saturdays sundays you can decide not to do work but it's always going to be in your mind you know like yeah. you always know that there's something more to do it's yeah. so annoying yeah. like with work i think most times i don't know if they go over i guess we haven't been in that situation yet but it's just like monday to friday you do what you have to do even like evening time like you're done with work you can come back home and there's that freedom yeah. to do what you have to do but being a university student studying mechanical engineering like we are it's like you ha- always have to be on top of it and you you, you want a first class obviously but yeah. at least it's you want like you don't just want to come to university and like pass you want to do the best that you can yeah of course so there's always more to do there's always yeah. more to do that it, it feels like it never ends like i i feel like no matter how much work i do i'm just well that's not enough you know you could you can keep going like yeah it, I, 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 I want that feeling of being like okay I'm, i finish work at five uh, five clocks out i'm like okay i can do whatever i want now like yeah. life is life is free <laughs> freedom. but the university student like you can't just be 100 percent free there's always going even if like you do so much work like a whole week like you're on it every single day even after that week the next week there's going to be more lectures yeah. there's going to be more work there's going to be an exam coming up there's always something to do yeah I think the thing I'm waiting for right now is not having to revise for something like mm. I like I don't mind doing courseworks and assignments and that kind of stuff working towards something and then submitting and then starting a new thing but it's yeah. it's like oh I have to remember everything I did like five months ago yeah that's, that's like exams can be a bit jarring like like for, for some of my coursework obviously it's like you're just doing that on the job and you're writing a report and you submit that in yeah. exams you have to go back over everything that you've studied yeah make sure you understand everything because you, you're not 100 sure where, where that question is going to come from mm. you could do really well in an exam that's like an advantage but you could also do really badly if it yeah. just goes wrong so you have to make sure you're on top of like every single aspect of that module yep mm. it's, it's it's really uh, annoying and it's like because I obviously I'm dyslexic so I have to go into the separate hall with all like separate people because we get extra mm-hmm. time and what well, I mean it's nice right this it, it has its own advantages because it's it's just a computer room you're just doing your exams in a computer room so it doesn't feel as as like massive as walking into this exam hall with like hundreds mm-hmm. of students and everyone's just there dead silent 
Mm. But at the same time, it's, I'm just sitting there and I'm looking around and I have no one to talk to, to like calm my nerves. Like that conversation with a couple of people just before the exam, you're like, oh yeah, you just avoid the exam. You're just talking to someone about some, something else. Mm-hmm. It, like, yeah, just take your mind off it for, for a second. You know, I've got, my, I've got my formula sheet with me. I'm just looking at it, glancing at it. But when I'm chilling in my special people exam hall, uh, I'm just there and I'm like, oh, he's doing like, a, I don't know, psychology or something and no one knows each other. I'm just there like, yeah. Yep. It's a different kind of pressure, I think. Yeah. Because obviously, like, like, I understand what you've you said about like being in a big exam hall, like that's a bit of pressure. But like, you may be around people that are doing the exact same course as you as well. Even when it's hard, like you, you have a bit of a, even if you can't speak in the exam hall in itself, you can speak a bit beforehand, mm. a bit like afterwards. And even when you're not speaking, like you're in that with people. But like in, your situation, for example, you're just like in a room with completely like random people doing random courses. It's a different kind of pressure. Yeah, I, I might I might get 25% extra time, but it doesn't help. Like most of, most of the time, um, we, I finish on like on time anyway. Like I have 25% extra time and I'm just done in the normal time. So I have to just, I'm sitting there. I'm just like, oh, well just waiting now yeah and i know yeah. in my back of my head it's like oh everyone's already talking about what you know the typical exam like oh what answers they yeah. got what, what, <laughs> that that is my that's my favorite and worst thing to talk about because more time than not i'm just chilling there and there's two of us and we're debating this like it's two guys my mates they're debating their answer and i'm just sitting there i'm like i got not even close to that yeah <laughs> this is so you can imagine let's say like there's a group of like seven people you're with and then like three people have one answer, three people have another answer. And like you're just there and you just wail. Like I can't even speak. I'm just there like smiling, like nodding like yeah. have you ever <laughs> said I, I remember I've said my answer in front of people and everyone just looked at me and was like, How did you get that? That's like that's just weird. <laughs> no, like that, that, that happened to me once I remember second year, like and I just kept quiet after. I was like, I'm just not going to speak again <laughs> until the next exam. If if I speak, I'm in trouble. Mm. <laughs> uh, have you, the thing that got me recently is because we have to do online exams, and you take a essentially you scan it or take a picture of it, and then you submit it on online, right? So then I still have my whole paper essentially and my answers, and we can look through it, right? And mm. and we're looking through it, and I've had so many times where I've looked at it and I went, no, nah, I did that like i've made one little mistake and it's cost me this whole whole sheet of paper and i'm sitting there and I'm, it's, it's it's more annoying because i if i don't have the paper in front of me i can forget it and i'd be like oh yeah i forgot right but when i have it in front of me i'm looking at it i'm like i know this is wrong i i'm i'm looking at you and you're wrong no marks it's, it's exactly. so it's so depressing i'm there like fuck yeah that's another dimension because normally like they take the exam paper away from you like yeah. you have no means of going to check back if you just like by a chance just look at that question like because what happened with like one of our exams our first one obviously like we submitted it off and then afterwards like me and my friend me and my friend were going over it and we went about one question and we just got completely different answers so we're just looking at each other like (laughs) like no idea what to say because it's like one of us is wrong or both of us are wrong and it's just like you're in this situation now it's nice i think I, i didn't mind how, so how long is it because we also get like extra time to like submit our yeah. papers it gives like 30 minutes extra i'm quite happy about that as well because what i do is I like i do mine on my ipad 
I think if I did it like on paper, it would take a bit of time to like scan it. Mm. What happened? I, I do mine on my iPad, so it takes like five minutes maybe to like actually just send it to my email and submit it. But what happened for my last exam is by 11.55, exam ended by 12. I sent it to my email, but this email was not sending. So for like three, four minutes, I was just panicking. Are you sending this email? Are you send this you sending this email? I ended up submitting it like one minute late. <laughs> My last exam, it was a bit of a panic. I was like, okay, let me just submit that in mitigating circumstances claim and see how that goes. Yeah. I think it should go well. Yeah. I mean, the, I have my iPad here, but they they told us not to use it simply because they were like, oh, just in case something happens, if your iPad like, crashes or something, it's all like your data's gone. Yeah. So, it's better, like off. so it's better off doing it on paper. And I'm like, I'm like, fair play. I, I, I get that. I don't want to lose it. Last thing I want is to be halfway through an exam and all of it gone. Like that, mm-hmm. that is my worst nightmare. But um, one of my mates, um, he, because when we were doing our exam, Google services were down during the time that we were supposed to submit it. So he was trying to, trying to sub, like email himself, uh, like uh, send this off to his like Google Drive or whatever. And it wasn't coming up. So he called the like number to, for, the, for the help. And he was like mm-hmm. watching the time and he was like on trying to get on the phone to them and trying to sort this out. And he was watching it. And as, as the time ran out and then they just cut the call. Like he didn't wow. get it. Yeah. So he got to submit nothing and he essentially got zero because he he couldn't do it. And even though it That's wasn't really his, bad. even though it so wasn't like a, his fault. Nothing to do. He, I think he did it, submit extenuating circumstances, but I don't think they accepted it. I can't remember if they t- accepted it or not. Cause it was like, yo, you should have factored that into time. He was like, I did, but I was on the, I was on the phone to them. I stopped writing on the exam when the normal exam time stopped. And then I tried to submit it and it wouldn't work, but they still didn't accept it, which is, which is mad to me. Is like, you actually just have to feel bad. Cause it's like some of these situations, Sure, like you could say that you could factor it into time, but there are a lot of things you could factor into time. Like, there's no way like he knew that like the, the entire Google. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you expect him to do in that situation? Well, Especially after like doing the work and putting that work in. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 frustrating. It's like um, it reminds me of when in school when you'd never basically I'd never be late, right? Into school, mm-hmm. I'd always be on time, but the bus was late because there was like an accident on the road or whatever. And you come into school late and and, and my teacher's like, oh, yeah, you're like, oh, why are you late? I'm like, well, the bus is, well, there was a car crash that I couldn't do anything. And you were like, well, you should have thought about that before you came. What, how am I supposed to know that there's a car crash <laughs> on my way? Like, how am I supposed to factor that into, what time do you want me to leave? What, 5.30 a.m. just in case, you know, that like an apocalypse mm. happens in the meantime so I can get to school one time. Yeah, it's like on every single day, like I have to like prepare for an apocalypse before I go to school in case what happens. Like some things, and I guess that's how life is, like some things out of your circumstances just happen. Yeah. And sometimes there's not really much you can do about it, you just accept it and move forward. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, but it, it reminds me of the same thing of teachers being like oh you should you should have factored that in well i think normally we would want to factor it in it's like making assumptions but some yeah. things are just out of the realm of possibility in my yeah. mind what can't take it into account <laughs> it's 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 something that i wouldn't even think to try factor in it's uh, like uh, mm-hmm. I, it reminds me of when we were going to like the airport um 
my family we we landed in um in hungary and we we drove from hungary to serbia because that's where we're living because it's cheaper if you just rent a car and cross the border um it's a lot cheaper than getting a direct flight and we've done it before it's not like uh, an absurd thing but on the way back we left i think over three hours early just in case you know the borders were like were packed up or whatever um and it wasn't some mad time of the year or anything it was just a normal day and it was so backed up we were like we had to go down some bookie road through the snow like speeding on snow with with no snow tires like going down to this airport booking like uh flights so we can check in bags like doing that on the phone while my dad's zooming on trying to use google maps to get get around this like huge traffic jam that would have been like six hour delay we'll get in there we'll get in, we get to the airport like uh your check-in baggage they close the terminal and we are we're asking people they're like just go through the the security and ask them so we're sprinting we're through this running. yeah sprinting through this airport like carrying these huge suitcases trying to get onto our flight on time we get security obviously they're like massive they could barely fit through the x-ray machine which is like no 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 they told us like like let us in uh let us through we're, we're pushing pushing through sprinting as fast as we can like get past the like border checks get ready to to board our flight uh and we're there like 30 minutes early like and, and um because the flight's delayed and then the the attendants have the audacity because we've had this massive luggage that we haven't like checked in and we're like oh can you just put this under the plane because they do that all the time because no one mm-hmm. pays for check-in anymore. They're like, oh, we'll just tag yours up and put it underneath. We're like, oh, can you put this underneath? They're like, no, we can't do that. You need to pay. We're like, no, just just put it underneath. They're, they're giving away these tags for free anyway. <laughs> what do you mean? I got you. Ah, you, you guys are lucky as well because my family had such a similar situation. What, what, what like, we, we, we always try to do? Because, like, you always traffic could actually come at any point. We decided, okay, we're going to get there, like, three hours before the flight. But what happened this day was my older brother, he was just he was just wasting time for no reason. My mom got so angry that day. He was wasting time for no reason. I think we left like two hours before the flight. But two hours, two, three hours before the flight. We got there like a bit late. And like by the time we got there, like terminals were closed. We just couldn't get in. That was such a jarring situation. Like <laughs> there was so much tension as well between my mom and my mother. Like, everyone was just blaming each other and everyone was just fighting. Yeah. Well, yeah, luckily you were able to get like a flight the next day. But obviously, you have to pay extra money, which wasn't nice. Obviously, yeah. But yeah, yeah, but I guess like in that situation as well, like the like things like this, like it's always good to like prepare. Do like yeah. three hour, four hours, like yeah. When I'm this serious. <laughs> I mean, uh, I hate like my biggest pet peeve is going on like really early flights because it. I don't understand. My my mentality is, you know how people always say it's like oh, you're going on holiday for a week. We're gonna get there like. We're going to try get in the country for like 9 a.m. So you leave at like 4, 3 a.m. flight and then you you leave. I'm like, here, look, when you get there, you're going to be so tired. You're not going to want to, you know, do anything like you're just going to, going to go. Yeah, going to go to, yeah. <laughs> you're going to want to go to bed. You're not settled. You haven't done anything like it's going to be awful. My thing is like, OK, I'm going to get a flight after midday. I'm going to wake up, I'm going to have breakfast, I'm going to stroll around, I'm going to walk around the airport, you know, I'm going to have a look, have lunch in the airport, come there, land there, get there at night, have a nice rest and wake up in the morning fresh. That's Yeah, I think it's the best way to travel because like you wake up, you have a 9am flight, you wake up at 3, 4am, you're already tired, like you wake up with better than you used to. Yeah. You get to a new country at 9am, you're too tired to do anything. 
if, if, if you do like a bit after midday, like the whole timing just lines up perfectly where you can have like a normal day that just like feeds off like normal days you're having beforehand. Mm. Uh, yes, I agree with you. Uh, I, think... I, I quite like night for some reason. Yeah. I prefer flying um, at night. I don't, I'm not sure why. It's, it's just, it's just more comfortable. I like leaving uh, and getting back home when it's, when it's nice and dark and I wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm in a different country now. Okay, back. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pause it just for a second. Don't worry. It's all, it's all good. Um, but yeah, I do miss going uh, on holiday because uh, it's, I haven't had one for like of a couple of years like a year and a bit now and it feels like i haven't had a chance to have a break and unwind for a little bit so i'm hoping that i can at least get somewhere this summer that's that's the hope i have to i have to at this point because like being international as well since i haven't i haven't traveled i haven't traveled anywhere i've been back home by some i think it will be two years because when COVID hit at first, I, I've been, I've basically been in the university for like a year and a half now. Yeah. Just like watching everything change, watching people grow, people come back, people grow, people come back. And like a few of my friends as well who are international who stayed over, like they're getting a bit homesick. And I can understand as well, like you want to like be able to like leave like this environment and go out. So hopefully like summer, I guess like travel somewhere. I remember just before COVID hit as well, like we we're planning to just like go on a disco holiday and go to Spain. <laughs> that just did not work out. It did not work out, which was quite sad. Yeah. So I'm looking for a new trip when this whole thing goes out. Like it would be nice to travel again. Yeah. I think everyone's ready to uh, like spend all that money that they've saved up this time. Yeah. Like everyone's everyone's ready to just go go mad as soon as things are open, basically. But um, it'd be ni- it'd be nice if Ed, they would just were like, oh, tomorrow everything's open, like so everyone just goes on one one mad day. It'll be fun to see that, but obviously it's going to be like staggered and slow, and it's going to take a little bit of time, and it's, it's going to be drip fed in into normality. But I don't know. I think it'll be fun if just like Boris comes on, he's like, okay, from Monday, all restrictions are lifted, we are going back to normal. Like I, I actually, I feel like a lot of people are going to go mad, and that's yeah. going to be so see because people have been like repressed, just like waiting, like when is this going to end? Yeah, imagine. I'm so curious to see like when everything actually comes down, like and when people go back to daily life, like how is that going to be? I feel like it's going to be a different kind of madness. Yeah, I can imagine. Let's say like um, because let's say for university now, like first year students who just came in, who did not really even get to have like a freshers or any kind of experience like there's probably like a lot of energy that's just like caged inside them yeah. waiting months. yeah <laughs> like I'm, I'm i'm ready to buy concert tickets everywhere i'm ready to to maximize my i think everyone's like wants to maximize their freedom because they feel like it's going to be taken away again so it's like, like we're, we're going to do everything right now and um I can't wait. Like, I can't wait for gyms to open. If I'm being honest, that's that's the thing I low key miss the most. It was the thing that the only difference between my life now and and before was really the gym and leaving my house to go to the gym is the is the last thing I'm missing. I I actually miss the gym. I think, and I heard from one of my friends as well. I think just going to gym once a day or just adding it to like your routine for some reason it makes like your day just like 
Misha Dayfield, nice. I don't know how exactly it works. Whenever I go to gym, it always ends up being a good day, or I go to like play football, or do something like physical. Yeah, uh, it's actually just nice. Definitely miss gym. Yeah, just can't wait for everything to get back to normal. I think it'd be quite good to see. Yeah, I just I just miss like I just need like ten percent. I just need to be able to you know I need a little bit of sunshine, like you know, not like boiling hot, but just a little bit of like it's mm. it's it's sunny until like eight p.m. and then. Okay. And then, nice. yeah, I, I miss the like, oh, just linking up with everyone, and and, and yeah, everyone's just out all day, and it's like nine p.m. and it's still like bright outside, and it's like, yeah, everyone like that, just... that kind of freedom. I don't feel like this situation like showed like how, like 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 freedom that like we all had like as individuals because of COVID. And, and you can't even blame the government for doing this, like, I suppose, like, I know it's like an argument, but like, they obviously did what they had to do in this situation, but it shows like how easily, like, your freedom can just be taken away from you. Mm. And just like that, like, you're in the situation, like, you now just have to deal with it. Yeah, it's, I'm, I miss, like, the small things, not really mm. the, the big stuff. I just miss little things of, like, oh, who wants to go get a Nando's? Like, just getting, yeah. like, bunch of people and just like link up it's nothing special about it like it's not a a big event it's not it's just like a small thing or i'm just like okay tomorrow i just want to go get my haircut like or exactly a haircut has been a long time because i've been able to get proper haircuts it's actually just a small thing i think whenever we actually look back on on life in this situation that we're in now where like we've lost a lot of like things that happened like what we miss, we we don't like think of like big like majestic things that ha- that have happened. Like we look, ah, it would have been nice to like spend my day with my friend. It would be yeah. nice like I've been able to go to Nando's to go on a walk, to just like see people. Like these things that like we would that we possibly took for granted at some point. Now that we've lost it, like we realize like wow, these are actually like quite beautiful things. Mm. I guess it's a good thing to take out of the situation as well. Like. We found like like we actually like cherish these small moments. Mm. And I feel like when we all come back to like see each other, like people, there's going to be like a lot of love in the air. Mm. Like you're going to be seeing people like, wow, I really really like missed you. Yeah. Just like missed being able to like do life with people. Like I I can't remember the last time I like I gave my friends like a good like mad hug. Like yeah, it's like it it means it's. It's so small. It's like, oh yeah, I've spudded everyone, but it's like, that's not the same. I don't. You're not a spud material. You're a bit more than that. But yeah, you know. yeah, the hug material. <laughs> yeah, like imagine like if, if if you go to like Tesco or so on, just to, like back, and you just like see your friend. You, you can't hug your friend. You can't even like fully see his face. Yeah, you're just like probably spud. There's there's sometimes or some like situations in which like these friends would even like maintain that two meter social distance. Yeah, like. Yes, it's, it's a hard situation to be in. And two, three years ago, like it did not even come into the minds of anyone. Like no one expected this to happen. No. Or for this to be normal life. But now, like it's just a daily thing that we're used to. Yeah. Like I like I wear my mask and like it's just like normal life at this point. Like just going about my day. Mm. Like I, I do I do kind of think that the mask thing should have been a more common-ish like uh what they do in like asian cultures like if you're ill or whatever you wear a mask when you're going to like public places so you don't get other people sick like so you're not yeah. you're not being a basically a carrier pigeon which is i think it's it should be common practice here like 
that should be a normal thing you don't want to get other people ill you you cover your face you know you you take those precautions but like stuff like um the thing that got me mad was like i saw some people like blowing out birthday candles and i was like what is that like we used to do that we used to basically spit on food and everyone would eat it yeah but now like to do that in this situation imagine i'm sure like if you see like on twitter like that kind of situation there's going to be an uproar like yeah. people are just going to be angry like wow what's going on but this, this entire COVID situation has just been a really like strange one people have so many like different perspectives on like what we should do how things should be yeah like i've seen i've heard i remember i entered like a taxi once with one of my friends what happened like i, I entered the taxi and I, I forgot my mask i was looking for my mask and this guy was just like <laughs> he was so funny he was like nah, nah don't worry about that we don't do that here and like for the entire taxi ride he just went on like an entire rant about how he hates the situation how like oh, it's just a little disease i was like wow people have different views on like everything that's going yeah. on yeah i think that there's it, i think everyone especially like this stuff that happened around covid time as well like the the, the mad amount of overlaps like the the george floyd situation the the presidential yeah. elections uh, there's, there's like a lot going on. there's a lot of like tension between people um mm-hmm. and everyone seems like they're like fighting each other and everyone's arguing and if it feels like everyone's not everyone's stressed basically you can feel it like you walk around and you can tell yeah. that people aren't stressed it's not it's not like comfortable like when you two three years ago when you'd be in summer and everyone you meet everyone it's like everyone's the nicest person around no one's no one's annoyed no one's arguing everyone's chilling like uh you go like hyde park at 420 like people going going yeah. mad that that's not going to happen for winter at least winter another wonderland. year winter wonderland didn't even happen this year did it no see even some small like that uh like or me and uh, emily wanted to go ice skating like that couldn't do that either like it's not possible like imagine like valentine valentine's day is coming <laughs> i wonder what, what people are going to do like even this would be different activities where like you could just do something with friends go out like now it's just like it's just not everywhere is closed there's not really much to do yeah i, I miss it i genuinely i genuinely miss like normal life uh at least part of it like it's it's fun like the maddest part when i think about it is in, in reality is i'm i'm here chilling in my room and i know that restrictions will get lifted like three months after that i'm probably going to be doing the exact same thing like I'm probably just gonna be sitting in my room all day and not going outside and only leave for to go shopping, but exactly. that's uh, I feel like it's different because I have a choice. I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's just what came to my head. Like three months from now, we'll, we'll probably just be doing this exact same thing in our rooms. But now, like, I have the choice to decide if I want to do this or not. Yeah. I'm probably going to decide to do this, but at least that choice is there. Yeah, and that makes people feel like less stressed, less like unstable because you have freedom i think every human being wants freedom in a way so like being in a situation where your freedom has been taken away even for the right reasons obviously but your freedom has been taken away like you feel like you feel like very unstable you feel very stressed i think like we really saw it like in the air when like everything happened i remember at the beginning of lockdown like there was a lot of stress Mm. like toilet toilet rolls and so so on Mm. Toilet, toilet paper was the one that confused me the most. It was it made no sense. 
Like, I, I, <laughs> I think one person started buying loads of toilet roll, and then everyone saw that saw that one okay. guy like, "Oh, well, he must know some." So, well, I'm gonna buy some, and then everyone mm-hmm. just it was just mob mentality. It was like no one knew why they were buying loads of toilet roll, and they're probably still using it. And like, they've probably got more in their shed still that they haven't touched, mm-hmm. but they just buy it because you know well, uh, that someone else probably knows better. So I'm just gonna copy them, and I'm. Just sitting there, I'm like, well, you don't need that much toilet roll. You're not going to shit yourself to death. They're not going to stop stop making toilet roll, are they? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's always making new production. We've got a lot of trees and paper. But it was so interesting to see, like, the whole mob mentality and the whole, like, every man for himself thing when everything started. Yeah. Like, that's when you really knew that, like, when it comes down to it, like, there's a selfish part in all of us. And, like, I definitely have to survive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or um, or pasta being gone, or or the weird trends that have come out of this, like uh, you know, the recently I don't know how much you use TikTok, but the little moon like ice cream things, mm. right? So, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. So <laughs> I don't know. If, basically, it's, I don't know how this even started, but in Tesco and like other shops, they have these like little moon like ice cream balls. They're not big. They're mm. like what an an inch and a half in diameter uh, spheres, and they're and they're they're mochi as well. And someone posted it and then everyone started going mad over them. Right. First of all, they're like four fifty for, for six of them. Right. And they're mm. tiny. They're sold out everywhere. Like you can't buy them anywhere. And people apparently people are fighting over them in like Tesco. So they have to wear body cams now. Like the security. Like, what is going on? Like it's just, it's just some shitty ice too. cream. <laughs> it's too funny. I remember uh, one of my friends was telling me just yesterday, or like even divers. Like, 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 because you know, I think around that season, they started to like put on like products like only buy two. So yeah. for diapers, like, ah, uh, they put only buy two. And like, what one of her friends did was like, she got like a bunch of her friends because she was going to buy diapers for her babies, but she was also going to go back to Nigeria mm-hmm. and like give a lot of diapers to like friends or family. I don't even know. She bought like five or six friends and told them, okay, you buy two diapers, you buy two diapers, <laughs> you buy two diapers. <laughs> such a funny situation it's like a, it's like uh resellers for like uh like jordans and mm-hmm. stuff it, it, they've got proxies to buy them stuff it's, exactly. it's, it, it's like i've seen this all before but it's just weird that it's toilet paper and and diapers mm. now and it's not like that. really rare shoes and stuff it's yeah. it was it, mad it, it was mad and i think i think we're going to come out of it and in like you know how the internet never le- lets us live anything down it's gonna be like a, it'll be like a year ago we were buying toilet paper like mad, and we're just gonna be looking like looking back at it and thinking we were actually stupid, like like all the people like why did I buy so much toilet paper? Yeah, like, I, yeah. like yeah, I think a year from now when we actually just look back at this entire situation, obviously like being in it, it's been hard for people. Of course, some people maybe not as hard, but like when we all like look back at what happened, like people will feel more positive, I think. We always feel more positive looking back at, like, the past, especially when we're, like, out of that difficult situation and we're yeah. in a better way. You can, like, look back and start to, like, pick out things that we learned from that situation. Mm. I think a lot of people, like, built themselves up, got new skills, knew how to, like, deal with things. Mm. Yeah, this, this situation really does... It, it asks that question, like, how are you going to deal with life now? Yeah. But yeah. It, it's, it's just really... Uh obviously depressing how many people just you know couldn't do deal with it and you know the mm-hmm. the amount of stuff that is like not people getting it but people dying from other reasons 
uh, maybe yeah. like suicides and stuff. It's it's it just shows that you know community is a bigger thing and and small things like like going going to lectures with people that you might know um even if you don't know them like being around those kind of people you might not never speak to them that might be the the difference between you being like okay i'm worth something and being like okay i'm done i can't deal with this um yeah, i think levels of loneliness just really like rose up when like what well, could we especially attacked obviously like you said disease in itself but like you said the main thing was just like that human ability to like be around people have community with people like we're very social creatures like we like to see people meet new people even the ones that are introvert like you don't spend your entire life alone so when like that was just like taken away from us like i can understand like why it just like affected us so much to a level like it took away like a part of like the human identity of just like being together yeah it felt like um everyone was was in prison cells in different houses you're just looking outside and there and there was no one and it it can be like quite nice especially when you see stuff like how badly we've affected the environment and simply just a couple of weeks of no one doing anything it, it just it just happens to to clear itself up and and stuff like that but mm. just looking out it, do, it doesn't help that my windows have bars on them but <laughs> yeah but you're looking out and it's like everyone's just in their house and there's no one going out there's no cars there's there's nothing it feels it feels like um I don't know if you've seen like I Am Legend, the film, mm-hmm. where it's just like post-apocalypse. He's the last man alive and he's just walking around. There's just nothing. There's no one around. Yeah. This was that movie. Actually, I've heard about it like quite a few times. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to do that now that you suggested it. Yeah. But it's really like post-apocalyptic vibes. It was just like no one's around. Like it was very interesting. Like you said, like when everything stopped, we saw that like the environment was getting better, like a lot of things. I think well, another thing that COVID did was like bring to light like a lot of issues, a lot of things that were going wrong that like we chose to like ignore at first. Yeah. And like now, like it brought a lot of things to the surface. And like, okay, like now we're going to have to solve these problems and see what we can do about them. Hmm. Uh, I think there's a lot of people who've learned a lot and 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 people might have been ignorant to a lot of stuff and uh, now have actually started to 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 understand what's going on around them um which is good but you know every you can't you can't get without giving so you you have to you have to give something up and sadly for a lot of people it's going to be grandparents and parents and 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 children possibly that they've had to give up for for changes to happen but obviously if the right things happen in the future their their lives won't uh, be in vain it'll be all for a better cause and that's that's kind of what i'm hoping for like obviously nothing can ever be perfect but i'm hoping that people enough people have realized that actually there's a lot more bigger things that need to be sorted like marcus rashford having to feed children like like what is going on here like i've I've spoken to the the about this and it was like the uk is a first world country that's starting to act like a third world one Mm-hmm. like we, uh, these are things that like you would expect to see i was really surprised to see like marcus rashford like having to do that yeah. especially like the uk like i expect it from like countries that just don't have like the economy to be able to do yeah. that such a but it really showed like how like covid messed up like the economy of the country to such a level like it showed like how fragile like our systems could actually be mm. yeah it's brilliant uh well 
let's let's hopefully end it on a positive note and 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 yeah. that things <laughs> th- things are going to get better and um i'd love to talk to you in the future see how you're getting on see how your masters is is doing um it's definitely it's really nice speaking to you thank you thank you you too man so i'll make sure i'll leave all your uh socials in the description if anyone wants to find you follow you um uh, and see where you're about hopefully help you out on your your journey to to help nigeria <laughs> i think uh the G team is working on our podcast as well. We, it would be really nice to have you on as a guest, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to come on if uh, yeah. if, if you'll have me on. Just organizing time is always the, the difficult one. True. Yeah, true. but definitely. Um, all right, man, I'll catch you in a bit. I'll speak to you soon, man.